today is is a very special Sunday. It's a it's a special Sunday because all the kids are moving up. You know, kids get taller, and those that are adults don't get taller. Thankfully, they don't get taller. One day you will reach us, but you'll keep moving up, moving up, moving up, and that's a good thing because we want you to move up into the presence of God. And today, of course. Four of our young people are moving up um, uh, into higher grades from uh, kids Sunday school to youth group. This is quite a stage in life. I'm so thankful uh, for Aiden Kim. Aiden Kim, uh, I, I don't know if they can be featured and on the top screen or something like that. Uh, Bob, if you can make that possible, it'd be so good to have Aiden Cam and Elijah John and Timothy Yang and Wayne Wang, all four of these, if they can be somehow seen, I would truly appreciate it. Um, and if that's not possible, um, uh, you know who these amazing kids are. Uh, Aiden Cam, Aiden Cam is moving up. Elijah John is moving up. Timothy Yang is moving up and Wayne Wang is moving up. And, and all the kids are moving up, but these are moving up in a very special sort of way. So I want to pronounce on you uh, a, a blessing, um, um, especially to Aiden, Elijah, Timothy, and Wayne, um, that you would listen, that you would continue to hear God's voice. Hear God's voice. That's what you're moving up for so that you would hear God's voice and that you would love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. So here's my blessing on you. And it's in Hebrew language because, you know, I love Hebrew. You know that. And here's how it goes from Deuteronomy chapter six. Shema Eden, Elijah, Timothy, and Wayne. Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, Be'ahavcha, Et Adonai Elohecha, Bechol Lavavcha, Obechol Nefshecha, Obechol Me'odecha. May you love the Lord your God. Aden, Elijah, Timothy, and Wayne. As you grow and grow and grow, may you grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically in every way to hear God and to know him and to love him with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. This is our blessing on you. God bless you. And later on, you'll be coming forward and, and, and you can show your faces as we go into the time of fellowship after this. We do have a very, very special guest uh, that we'll be introducing to you. Uh, there's going to be a very special person whom I'll just call Doc. His name is Doc. And, and, and Doc has been a missionary to places like Pakistan and Nepal and India. And, and when I was a little kid, uh, Doc uh, introduced me to Justin and to others, and you'll be introduced to them. These are amazing people.
people that you'll be introduced to, but I think today it'll be just Doc and his friend Justin, and it'll be a treat for you. Uh, I want to introduce uh, this aspect to you from the series that we are going through. The series is in the book of Acts, and the whole idea is that we want to walk with the people of God who walked with Jesus. They're called the early church. The word church means people who are called out, who move up for a purpose. This is not purposeless moving up. They were moving up with a purpose and for a purpose. That's what the word church means, ecclesia. People who are called up, called up for a purpose. Why? So that they would bring about paraklesia. They would bring about uh, encouragement and healing and reconciliation in the world. And last, uh, last week on Wednesday, we had an amazing, amazing time where we thought about how can we bring about healing in a broken world? So that's what these people did. They went around and they found brokenness in different parts of the world. So I want to begin reading from Acts chapter 17. Uh, last time we talked about Paul and Silas going to a place called Thessalonica. Today they go to a place called Athens and they found people there. There is Paul who goes around and says, and, and I hope you have your Bible. So here I have the New International Revised Reading Reader's Version, the Adventure Bible for, for kids. I hope you have this with you. And I hope you go to your parents and say, where is my Adventure Bible? I want to read from it. So have, have your parents bring their Bibles and you bring your Adventure Bible that Pastor Yaoundi has given you. And, and we're going to go through this. Here it says in, in Acts chapter 17 that Paul was waiting for Silas and Timothy in Athens. So the word waiting there in, in the original language of the Bible, which is Greek, uh, is, is really not waiting. You know, sometimes we wait, we sit on, on the couch and we wait on benches. That's not the word that's used here. The word that's used here is a very profound word. It's a word that means expecting God to do something. This is not being a couch potato. Paul was not just waiting and sitting on his backside. He was doing study. He was researching. He was finding out on the faces of people what they look like. He was observing the writings of this place called Athens. He was doing a lot of research work. He was doing a lot of study. That's what you move up for, kids. You move up not just to sit on the couch. You move up so that you would study biology. Why do you study biology? Because there's a purpose behind it. What's the purpose? To know God. That's the song we sang, right? Sun, moon, and stars, they show us the glory of God. So I study the world, I study biology, I study physics, I study uh, cosmology, I study all these things that I study in school so that I would know God. 
so that I would know God. I study economics so that I find out how do human beings deal with each other when it relates to, to money. I study politics so that I would know how do people govern each other? Do they govern each other to do good to each other? Do they govern each other to do bad things to smaller people, to vulnerable people? So your studies as you move up, is not just so that you would go into classes and there'll be a teacher who would say stuff and then you take an exam. That's not the way to study. The way to study is to say, what do I know about God? How can I draw closer to God, move up into the presence of God? That is why I study. So that's what Paul did. He studied. And notice what happens when he studied, he found out that people were doing bad things to each other. How were they doing bad things to each other? They were doing it using idols as a pretext. Idolatry is not just worshiping idols. Idolatry, you know, I come from India. All the idols that these people call Aryans who brought it into India are made from white marble because they tell the regular people of India the low caste and the outcast people that you're black. You are lower level people. Look at our idols. They are white. That's what Paul found in Athens also. That's what the people of God found as they went to different parts of the world. Idolatry is a method of doing bad things to each other. It was an original form of racism that is found in society. And so he goes there. And do you think Paul said, ah, oh, it's okay. These people are using idolatry to do bad things to each other. That's okay. That's the way the world is. Did he say that? No. It says he was deeply, deeply troubled. He was upset. It bothered him to the core of his being that people were doing bad things in the name of religion called idolatry. So moving up people, why do you study? You study so that you would know God. You study that you and I would know people also. And when we see people doing bad things to each other, we should be angry. We should be upset. So when you go into college, they'll use three words there. One is logos. That means we study. The second is ethos. That means we want to do something ethical about it. And the third word that would be used is pathos. We should be angry when we need to be angry in society. I will cover the rest of this passage later on, but oh, oh, I see, I see Doc around. Doc, Doc, where is, where is your friend? Doc, do you have Justin with you? Can you tell us how did Justin encounter these situations that Paul encountered in Athens? There is he. Doc, you need to uh, unmute yourself. I do. And there we are. In. Yes, yes, we yes. We are unmuted. Yep. Okay. All the kids want to say hello to you, kids. Oh, hi. Doc. Hello. Hello. I'm Justin, but you can just call me Justy. That's what everybody calls me. And, and, and 
Fine crowds greet all of you. Oh, I see the comment. So cute. <laughs> oh, it makes me blush. Well, uh, the here goes about me, not you. You know. Yeah, I, I, I realize that. Uh, so, people just call me Doc, and I live in Marietta, Georgia, which is just on the edge of Atlanta, Georgia. And the leaf, but it doesn't fall off. No, it's not that kind of edge. Okay. Mm. Uh, and we are, my wife and I, she's on here as, as well someplace. She's watching what's going on. Uh, her name is Linda. And she, uh, we are members of the First Asian Indian Baptist Church of Metro Atlanta. And so our church meets now later in the afternoon. Uh, so after this one is, is over, but uh, we had the privilege of, of joining you. We had our Sunday school class this morning, our young teens class using Google Hangouts. And now we have the privilege of joining with you. I know, and, and they're going to want to know about the puppets, I'm sure. I suppose they would. Uh, the uh, that you've only got me. Well, actually, if they hang around afterwards when we have the fellowship time, I want to show them a little bit about how how to make a puppet, and and then I have I'd like them to meet Sunshine, who is the herald, the announcer, of King Reginald Van Stocking the Third, the king of all the socks in the universe. Wow, mm. especially the orphan socks who disappear from your dryers. That's right. That's exactly it. But but now we want to think about Dr. Boaz. I like Dr. Boaz, yeah. I like listening to him speak. Is that right? Yeah. Why is that? Well, it sounds like he means it when he talks to us. It's not just like like that, but it's like that. Well, it's that's true. He comes across as as really sincere and with authority. Ah. Do you understand? You understand how to hear authority in somebody's voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's a good example of hearing authority? When your mother uses your middle name. Yeah. Oh, that, right, right. Then you snap into action. Okay, that's authority. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, uh, Dr. Boaz was talking to us about Acts 17 and Paul going to Athens. But today is Move Up Sunday. Uh-huh. Yeah. So all of you that have a second floor, run up there. No, that's, it's not that kind of move up today. No, no. This is, see, like in school. In school, you move up. You go from, from fourth grade to fifth grade, second grade to third grade. I like that. Mm. And, and uh, uh, when you finish eighth grade, then you have a big graduation. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the reward. What's the reward that you get after eighth grade graduation? More school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they never quits. Uh huh. Learning, learning, learning. But that's what Dr. Boas is talking about. What? Oh, the importance of learning. Of learning about what's around us, our our environment, how how people are, how how people think. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I like that. Yeah. And and and. And then you could learn stuff like, like, 
ventriloquism than puppets. Well, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, not a lot of schools teach that. Yeah. Can you do that, by the way? But, or that whole puppet thing? Oh, yeah. Like talk without moving my mouth. Yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Want to show us? Yeah, okay. There, what do you think? You need a little work yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, so then you're rewarded with more school. Yeah. And then you go to church. Yeah. And you go to Sunday school. Uh-huh. And you faithfully attend Sunday school. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the year of Sunday school, you get rewarded by more Sunday school. Well, there's just so much more to learn. And then you go into youth group. Uh-huh. And then you grow out of youth group. Dr. Bo has grew out of youth group. Well, I, uh, you're no longer in youth group. Well, that's, that's uh, but it was important. It was important for me what I learned in my youth group and how I learned about uh, the need for doing leadership and, and uh, serving other people and, and so on. And that's, that's what you're, that's what's ahead for all of you. That's right, in the youth group. Uh -huh. I, uh, you know, that, that I'd like a, a better kind of reward, you know? What? Oh, I mean, you know, you graduate from Sunday school, you go into youth group, get more Sunday school, sort of. But uh, the real treat uh -huh, is like if you're at the table uh -huh, and you finish your dish of ice cream and your mother says, oh, you did such a good job of finishing your ice cream have another bowl of ice cream. It's not quite like that. Well, it may not be because uh, going up and moving up in school, there's there's work to do. Yeah. But but think about Paul. Yeah. All right. What did he do? He went into Athens. Yeah. And he looked around and he was really hurt inside because he saw they had all these these idols. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Including one that Dr. Boaz is going to tell you about. Uh, uh, eventually, the, the, about the the one that was to an unknown God, they had a cut. They didn't know. Well, they weren't sure. They knew there was someone beyond the ones that they knew, the ones they had idols for. They just didn't know who it was. Oh, so Paul came, and he said, "What, what do you think he said?" I think he said, "You foolish people! You've got all these idols, and you don't know they're real." He didn't. What? He didn't talk like that. No, no. Instead, it hurt him that he saw all these all these idols and that there there was a God that they didn't know. Yeah. But what he said was, "I see that you are very religious." Huh. Yeah. So like he didn't he didn't insult them. No. I've seen that. What's that? Very religious. That's right. You traveled, you traveled with us to India. Yeah. And you saw places where there were a lot of, of idols and temples to idols like that. And people would have a, a shelf in their house and all kinds of little idols on it. And, and sometimes they'd even put a little statue of Lord Jesus there. I know they'd have a shelf full of these, these gods and goddesses, but they'd have a, a little image of, of Jesus or a picture of Jesus. But they didn't really know who he was. It was kind of like saying, look, you have one there. 
that you really don't know. And I want to tell you about what that Jesus really is like. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how you need to learn stuff. Well, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that Paul will do in, in, in his time in Athens, and Dr. Boaz will tell us about this, I'm sure, at some point, that, that he quoted poets that those people knew. Really? Yeah. You mean like, I mean, he, he didn't live in Athens. No, he didn't live in Athens. And he didn't, he hadn't studied in Athens. No, nope. but he had studied widely enough that he knew some of the poetry that they knew. Oh, and he could quote it to them. See, he, he tried to understand people. Yeah, yeah. He understood people. He loved them. He cared for them. And he wanted them to know God. Well, I like that. I'd, I'd like the people around me to, to know about God. I mean, I'm not exactly like you. In what way? Well, I mean, I'm not like a real person. Mm. Uh, but I'm kind of like you in a, in a little bit of a way. What's that? Well, see, see, everybody, I, I'm a puppet. In case you didn't know that. Well, I, I think they had all kind of guessed. Oh, hmm. Uh, was it the blue hair that gave it away? I don't know. But, but yeah, uh, he, he's a puppet. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so I'm different. Different in what kind of way? Well, I mean, for one thing, I can't do things by myself. Hmm. I, I don't have any life in me unless, well, unless you put your life into me, and, and, and then I can do things. When I put my life into you by putting my hand in you, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, it doesn't hurt, by the way. It's, it's okay. Okay. Uh, when I put my hand in you to make to make you do things, yeah, well, it's kind of like I'm sharing my life with you, yeah, and I'm making it so that you do the things that you were created for. All right. All right. So you have a purpose. Your purpose is to work with me to share with people about the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And and when I put my hand in you, and, and what about my voice? Well, the fact is your voice comes out of my mouth. Oh, no, that sounds kind of yucky. No, no, it's, it, it's all right. That's the way it's supposed to work. All right. Hmm. No, but see, you can't do anything without me because I am your life-giving master. Huh. And uh, what about you? Oh, well, I cannot do all that I was created to do. I can't be all that I was created to be unless the master who created me, the one who wants to live in me and give me a new kind of life, unless he is in me, I'm never fully the person that I was created to be. Hmm. And, 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 and. I know. I know a verse. What's that? In in First John. Huh? What does it say? It says that that God has given us a gift. Uh-huh. And that gift is eternal life. That's right. And eternal life doesn't just mean forever. It means it means God kind of life. It means with love and with care and mercy and so on. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he's given that in his son. That's Jesus. That's right. Uh, tell them. That's Jesus. Uh -huh. Do you know him? Yeah. Uh, that's what's important. 
that his life and that life is in his son. And it says the person who has the son has life and the person who does not have the son of God does not have life. Wow. Well, that's one of the main things we learn in Sunday school and youth group that we really have no full life unless we know Lord Jesus. That's right. And that's what Paul wanted to explain to those people in Athens. Yeah. But to do it, he needed to know them and he needed to know their culture. That's kind of like all the stuff around them. Yeah. Uh, and he needed to know something about their background. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did. Mm, he did. And because he needed to know all that, it kind of points to what we need to know too. You know, that we need to know people around us and the way they think and the way they feel and what they talk about and 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 what they're what's what's going on in their hearts i know people don't understand a lot of things well they talk about somebody gets sick and somebody else says i'll send you good vibrations i guess like that uh, are you sending good vibrations i am uh -huh. feel that earth if i eat well actually there's nothing in the Bible that says we're supposed to try to send vibrations. I'm not even sure how we do that. But uh, we do pray for people, and we pray for people and, and their needs. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's important, huh? And, and that's all kind of like Paul going to Athens, and he preached. He was hurt in his heart. And the first thing he did was to go to preach to the people that, that knew God, you know, the synagogues and the church fellowships. Uh -huh. But then... He had a chance to go where the real thinking people are. Mm -hmm. And he did what, what Jesus wanted him to do. What was that? Well, Jesus said, this is Mark 1, 17. Oh, very good. What does he say? He tells some people, follow me and I will make you to be fishers of people. What do you mean by what would you understand by that? If you follow Jesus, he will turn your life into one that will attract people to him. It's not how you do it. It's how you be it. How you are known as a follower of him. Exactly. Well, I think Dr. Boaz may have some more to share with us about that. Oh, I guess it really is his time. I should, I should kind of give it over to to, to him and I'll listen carefully, Dr. Boaz, and I'll take notes too, like 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 everybody should do. Hey everybody, you're all taking notes, right? Right, 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 right? Uh-huh. I don't see all the heads nodding, but anyway, that's good. Hey, love to be with all of you. Thank you, Dr. Boaz. Over to you. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Justin. That was so great, wasn't it? Let me see if I can pick up my Bible, but just fell down. Sorry, Justin, sorry. Um, so um, this is so good. Like kids, can you show up and give Justin a hand? Will you stick around for Justin? He's gonna be sticking around as well. Uh, after the service is over, he wants to answer all your questions, all the questions that you have about the Bible, questions that you have about what is this puppet thing all about and, and all that. So stick around, call your friends. Now there's another thing I want you to do, okay? 
I want you to look at your parents and I want you to say to them, mom, dad, did we forget today's communion Sunday? Look at them, look at them, look at them. What are they saying? What are they saying? Are they bringing all, are they bringing the bread and the grape juice like this? Say, mom, dad, get the grape juice and, uh, and the bread because we're gonna have communion today and today is communion Sunday. And I should have reminded them at the beginning of the service, but I just forgot. So sorry, so sorry with all that's happening. Uh, so will you tell your parents to go and get uh, the loaf of bread and, and, and the grape juice because we're gonna celebrate communion together. And, and while they're doing that, I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about what Justin referred to and what Doc referred to because um, Paul did go and he, and, he, and he went to these hopeless people. These people, you know, they just talked about stuff and talked about stuff and, and, and they said, we don't wanna know anything. We don't know anything at all. It's called agnosticism. There's nothing to be known, including God. And so they had this idol that Justin talked about, which said to an unknown God. And Paul said to them, he said, I'm so sad because you don't know God. I'm so sad that you have these idols that say God cannot be known. Literally it's to an unknowable God, but a God who does not want to be known. And so Paul tells them, let me tell you about a God who wants to be known. This God becomes human, becomes a man. And everyone looked at this, this God who's become a man said, you can't be God, you can't be God. You're just a man, you're a low down man. And so they handed this, God over to the Romans who hanged this God on the cross. Because this God suffered with human beings. He died on the cross and he was buried. This is our God and Justin talked about him. This is our God who suffers for us, who becomes like a servant and suffers for us and dies on the cross for our sins, for all the bad things that we do in life and for all the bad things that we do to others in life. He died for that and he was buried for three days. He was in the grave, but on the third day he rose from the dead. That is the gospel. In all other religions, including in Athens, human beings try to know God, whom they tell them that God cannot be known. So they're hopeless. But the message of the Bible that Paul brings before these people is, that God wants to be known. 
That's why he becomes human being and human beings reject him. So he dies on the cross and is buried for three days. But on the third day, he rises from the dead. That is the hope of the gospel. And that is what we remember in this important thing called the communion. So would you bring the bread and the grape juice in front of you? And I'm gonna read these words of institution. Beloved, this is the Lord's table. And our savior invites those who trust him to share this feast. If you know that you're lost, if you know that you do not know God, would you come before him today and say, Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins on the cross. Jesus, I thank you that you met hopeless people like those in Athens and you met me today. I want new life. I want you to come into my heart today, Jesus, so that I would know your life. I accept you in my life. I confess that you are God. I confess that you're my savior and that you died on the cross for my sins and that you shed your blood on the cross for my sins. Your body, which is represented in this bread was broken for me. I accept you as my savior and my Lord. And I want to live a resurrection life, just like you, oh Jesus, rose from the dead. Would you pray that prayer? And if you have, then I would invite you and your parents to partake of this. And so let's confess our sins moms and dads, brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts. Would you repeat after me? Oh Lord God, we have sinned against you. Evil in your sight. We are so sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love that is seen on the cross. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore to us the joy of your salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
So Paul said this to the early church. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took the loaf of bread. And after he said, Baruch ata Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam hamotzi lechem min hashamayim. He blessed the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the third cup, the cup of redemption. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he come. So beloved, would someone in your home be responsible to distribute the loaf of bread and the cup. And pray with me. Gracious Lord, each time we approach this table, we are reminded that you are the giver of great gifts and that life loses its wonder and purpose without your gifts. May we receive this bread as a gift for the redemption of our lives. And may we receive this cup as a gift for freedom from our fears. May we receive your grace as a gift of light for our world's darkness. And in this hard time of pandemic, we give thanks for these holy gifts and for the gift of this sacred meal bless and be known to us through it oh jesus our lord in your name we pray so i want to invite you to say to each other as you distribute this say take and eat this is the body of Christ, which is broken for you. Would you say this to each other? Oh Lord, as we partake of this, your body, enable us to know what it is to live lives that bring about healing in this broken world. For your body was broken to bring about healing. In the name of the risen Lord Jesus. Amen. And then as you part as you pass on the cup 
the grape juice, would you say to each other, this cup is a new covenant in the blood of Christ. Drink of it in remembrance of him. This cup is the new covenant in the blood of Christ. Drink of it in remembrance of him. This cup is the new covenant in the blood of Christ. This cup is a new covenant in the blood of Christ. Oh Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed for our sins on the cross. Amen. Living God, you have graciously accepted us as living members of the body of Christ and have fed us with the spiritual food in the sacrament of this body, his body, Jesus' body and blood. Give us now your peace and grant all of us your healing strength and sustaining power through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.